The Electoral Commission is working to resolve data entry errors in the general election official results. It saw hundreds of votes wrongly assigned across three voting places. That was TVNZ's Matty McLean on The Breakfast Show after revelations of errors at some polling stations in last month's election, exposing the Electoral Commission's Chief Electoral Officer, Carl LeCaine, to awkward questions like this one. My gosh, how did this go so wrong? Look, we're, we're really disappointed. We missed these in our checks and I want to apologise. A review eventually found that in the end, no electorate contests were materially affected by those errors. However, that could have been the case in some electorates where the results were decided by a handful of votes and some could yet be decided in recounts that really do depend on the votes cast being counted properly. And just days later, Carla Kane was back on The Breakfast Show to face more awkward questions from TBNZ's Anna Burns-Francis. Another set of mistakes. Can you still be confident in our electoral vote counting and record process? Look, we're, I'm incredibly frustrated that our quality assurance checks didn't pick up these data entry errors. It was the New Zealand Herald which first revealed earlier this month those problems and sparked that independent review. And this week, one of the paper's columnists, former politician Richard Preble, said that a judicial review was in order now because he said there are reasons to doubt the result of the 2023 election. And it wasn't the vote counting that worried him so much as the possibility of fraudulent votes cast by people who registered on election day. While other political journalists pointed out that Richard Preble didn't really mention any evidence in the Herald of actual voting fraud. And as it was, the same paper which revealed the actual vote counting irregularities, because their reporters checked rigorously, publishing urgent claims of apparently imagined irregularities, serious enough to undermine elections, is even more incongruous. Now fast forward to Wednesday this week on TVNZ's Breakfast, and Anna Burns-Francis was back talking about this. Mass voting fraud did occur. But this time she wasn't talking about the general election, but the vote for bird of the century. And the fraud she was on about was instigated by the media overseas, and the organisers here actually conspired with foreign media outlets to game the system and fix the result that offshore media interests wanted, as we'll hear in a minute. Now, the annual Bird of the Year poll run by Forrest and Bird, of which Bird of the Century was an offshoot, is essentially a media stunt anyway, but TVNZ Breakfast was pretty amped to be able to announce it live just before the 8am news on Wednesday, like this. New Zealand's Bird of the Century is... The Boo-Ticky-Ticky! John Oliver will be <laughs> <laughs> it is John Oliver running interference. But at the same time on RNZ National, Morning Report didn't exactly pump up the volume quite so much with their live announcement. Hi there, Alan. Welcome to the programme. Should we get straight to us? Tell us which bird won. Kia ora, Ingrid. The winner is the Putikitiki. <laughs> Am I, I'm feigning surprise here. 
And the reason Ingrid Hipkiss was not in a state of suspense there was the much-hyped campaign for the Puteketeke, run by the US-based British comedian John Oliver. Now He bought billboards urging people to vote for the Lord of the Wings, as he called the contest, in many countries around the world and even appeared on other talk shows in the US, dressed as the bird, to encourage offshore fans to vote. And on his own show, Last Week Tonight, he rebutted criticism of him aired in the media here for sticking his beak in. That campaigner for the Kiwi that you saw earlier, who told a news outlet he doesn't even like New Zealand, to be honest. Any time we feature on his show, it's so he can laugh at us with the butt of his jokes and he's doing it again. And look, yeah, I am doing it again. Yeah, I am. But it is not because I don't like you. It's because I f***ing love you. But is that feeling mutual? Well, not for RNZ's Corindan, it seems, on Morning Report last Wednesday. Uh, it's hard not to like John Oliver and have a bit of a laugh, but, you know, to quote Wayne... <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Brown, it's bollocks, really, isn't it? There's <laughs> well, no it way the Pootiki Tiki is the bird of the century. When you think about no, all I... the effort that goes into this competition over the years and all the birds, this just, you know, just seems extraordinary. But anyway, but anyway, it was a good laugh. And some of Corandan's listeners didn't feel the same way, though on Morning Report, the Pootiki Tiki had the last call. I mean, I love John Oliver too. I just think, you know, it's just, uh, it just doesn't sit right with me. I have to be honest. And this person points out the co- that uh, the century is only 23 years old, so maybe a lot can happen over the next 77 years. Maybe another bird of the century competition. Here is the uh, bird of the century. The Australasian crested grebe. Pūtekiteki. So with a Morning Report co-host there overthinking, a bit of fun that might, in the end, benefit our birds? Or was this a case of the media being led by the nose and even manipulated by offshore media? Those are questions Hayden Donnell put last Wednesday to former RNZ stalwart Lynn Freeman, who's now Forest and Birds Communication Manager and who was heavily involved in how that Bird of the Century competition played out in the media here and overseas. Um, I've been asked so many times today about political interference... Um, but people are forgetting that that he's very open about the reason he's doing yeah. this, you know. Like, our, our little um, contest is about advocacy and just getting people to take action and think about our birds, and even if all they do is vote, you know. It's doing something, it's learning, it's conversation. When he's commenting on the fact that America finds it very easy with its uh, wealth and influence to interfere in elections in other countries. He said it a few times. I think people don't quite understand that that really is at the heart of this. Um, he's, he's also helping us, and he's really in, in, been engaged with us, and we're terribly grateful. You know, it hasn't been... He hasn't imposed himself on it. He could have done this without our permission. It's all been um, really friendly and enjoyable to work with him. But he's making a point, yes. and we're making a point. Apart from, apart from calling us Australia at one point on the Jimmy Fallon show, I potato, suppose... Potato, potato, <laughs> Mark. Potato, <laughs> potato. Well... You are deep in the pocket of Big John Oliver. No, here. no, I, I so was actually is, a bit offended. I was myself offended okay. at that point, but he did correct himself pretty quickly. <laughs> so a bit of a dual mandate here. He's doing a satirical thing about US election interference, and you're raising awareness for our birds. But but for us, of course, we have this kind of attachment to this vote. It actually means quite a lot to us, mm. and uh, uh, maybe. The Poo Tiki wouldn't have won without John Oliver's help here. So is it robbing us of a chance to really to, to, to crown our real bird of the century? I don't believe so. In fact, I have seen um, the Poo Tiki in Lake Wanaka. They're actually really beautiful 
bird, yeah. and they're in real trouble. And this is this is again the point of bird of the century. Like if you remember the rock wren last year, most people will never ever see them. They're tiny. They're in impossible places. And suddenly, for a few days, we were able to talk about the rock wren. What a remarkable little bird it is, nuggety little bird, um, and the threats to its future. Yeah, it's almost, so it's almost been like the Kiwi came second, but we already have lots of efforts underway to conserve the Kiwi. Lots of people know about those. We do, and we love them. And, I mean, I think any of the, what, 76 birds that we had this year, you know, they're, they're all winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess that's the message I'm trying to get across, you know. The the campaign managers for the Kiwi, the campaign managers for the care, the, the second and third place getters, they just went hard. They got more than 13,000, uh, more than 12,000 votes mm-hmm. each of them, only about 900 votes between them. They, you know, I just, I love the energy and we know that people care and we know that genuinely there are people who are upset. But it could have been, you know, if you didn't vote for the top bird, you were always going to be disappointed. And it's that passion. Are those though. campaign managers, or are they are they gutted that they put all this work in and then got absolutely steamrolled? I think there'll be by just, John yeah, Oliver. Only two hundred ninety thousand votes in it, mate. Yeah, you know, okay. It's close. <laughs> yeah, um, good, I, I, good, I, good effort. I think they've been. I mean, they've both actually, you know, had time on John Oliver's show, which is pretty good to talk about, you know, their, their birds and have yeah. the profile. Something like a hundred, more than hundred ninety countries. Even I didn't know that until we crunched the numbers and we've had votes from. So the yeah. conversations are, are happening in media and in countries and in households. I love the fact, actually, in a way that people feel so, so involved in this, that they're upset that their birds are not official bird of the century. But I think most of the birds in the top 10 actually are former birds of the year. So they've yep. also had their time in the sun and be, you know been celebrated and enjoyed and had conversations about them. So please, everybody, take take it in the spirit with which we <laughs> meant it and take action and help because mm. our birds are really, really in strife. So many threats to them, honestly. Oh, look, it, there's, there's no question that this, just as it's a record number of votes, it will be a record um, donation for us. They're still being toted up, to be honest, but kind of been really focused on getting yes. the votes right. Um, <laughs> and that's why we're, you know, a couple of days later than we meant to be. Can you give us a bit of a backstage kind of a back, behind-the-scenes view? What was it like dealing with John Oliver's team and his network? So, you know, I mean, you know, this has been an interesting um, secret to hold. It was all on. They approached us. We said go for it. The writer strike happened in Hollywood. So for a few months there, this was off the table. We didn't know until the writer's strike was resolved whether this would happen. So it was really touch and go. Uh, so that was tense. I don't think we had any idea how full on John Oliver and his team were going to go for, for it. Um, you know, the costumes and the puppets oh, and the billboards kind of blew us away. But I think the spirit of it has been, has been good. And when he says he loves New Zealand, I believe him. And when he yeah. says he actually loves our birds, I believe him. And he's been very supportive of us. I'd love to say this was part of a plan that we had from the start of the year and every step has been um, planned out. Uh, that is not the case. This has been a roller coaster for us. I think we're surprised at where it's led us. And it has been overwhelming for a really tiny organisation. Mm. I think the weirdest question I was asked in many interviews today was, had we thought about manipulating the result? Cutting, I wondered that. I wondered that. Yeah, I <laughs> thought you might you'd disqualify some, some ballots or something, oh, but we, you we didn't. disqualified um, several hundred thousand were disqualified for being fraudulent yes. or unvalidated. So when we say that there were 380,000, know, 350, 380,000 yeah. validated votes, you know, almost as many again 
we had to get rid of. And that's why it takes time, because, you know, one person, as you say, Hayden voted for 40,000, you know, 40,000 votes for the rock hopper. <laughs> Cute hipster penguin. Love it to bits. Mm-hmm. Um, so that takes time to go through every single vote. But most of them were entered with open hearts, and people really thought about their birds of the century, our New Zealanders. Record number of New Zealanders voted. Thank you for every single vote. And to be honest, if John Oliver came back and said, like yeah. to support, you know, a different bird or the same bird for Bird of the Year, we wouldn't say no. That would be madness. I mean, yes. that you know, we. Other <laughs> US TV hosts, other famous people trying to get on the bandwagon as well. No, Could you I even don't have think. A... I don't think they will. Although Jimmy Fallon was having a very yes. funny time, wasn't he? That was one of the funniest things yeah. I saw when he was interviewing John Oliver in the Puteketeke suit. Oh my God, I love that um, sense of humour or budget to be part of this wild ride. But I suspect next year we're not going to be courting overseas. He came to us. Um, I, I'm very happy when it's grassroots yeah. and we simply have campaign. Men- Managers all around the Motu, uh, you know, going out there and doing their thing, whatever their budget, uh, and and um, just just their enthusiasm and love for the, the birds that they really care so deeply for. That's that's the that's the payoff for, for Bird of the Year, Stroke Bird of the Century. Thanks, Lynn, <laughs> and also congratulations on running an election with a clear winner. <laughs> right. No Decided. judicial review required. No, no no negotiating with the Kia. Over bird we've, feed. we've got it. <laughs> and I, I look out for um, John Oliver's um, victory dance. I imagine. He's collecting material as we speak, uh, and that'll come out on Monday evening. I'm looking forward to it. That was Lynn Freeman, communications manager at Forest and Bird, who was heavily involved in how that Bird of the Century competition played out in the media here and overseas. And there she was talking to Media Watch's Hayden Donnell on Midweek Media Watch with Mark Leishman on nights last Wednesday here on RNZ National.